It's time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It's another podcast, and what a day to have a podcast. Monday, March 9th, 2020. Look what's going on in the markets. My gosh, watching the 10-year Treasury go all over the place, and we're just thrilled to have you here with us. All of us got the screens on and looking at things everywhere we can. So anyway, we're thrilled to have you here. We've got a lot to talk about in this podcast. Our commitment is to bring you timely information. Boy, we've got some for you today. Timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Today's hot topic guest. I couldn't plan this any better, folks. This is just, we reached out to Chris McEntee, president of ICE Mortgage Services, recently and we had so much feedback after he spoke the last time and it was his reading of the classics his understanding his his insights were so well received by our audience that we were excited to have him back <laughs> did we know that the day we'd have him back is the day that ice which owns the new york stock exchange would be triggered the circuit breakers hit as soon as the market opened there's just so much going on so we're going to try to get chris to comment on we want to talk about e-mortgages we're going to be talking about the e-mortgage registry system and simplify on some of the things that are going on within intercontinental exchange inc talking about all its mortgage but we're certainly going to look forward to some of his thought leadership on what's going on in the markets right now especially with the industry shifts, not only in the landscape, but also just with e-mortgages. We're part of the Industry Syndicate. If you haven't checked out the industrysyndicate.com, encourage you to do so. One person told me, he says, Dave, when I listen to you, normally I have to pump the podcast up to uh, what I'm listening to, to 125 to 150%. But with you, you talk at that normally. <laughs> yes, I do talk pretty quickly because we want to get through so much information. Anyway, we had a great time at Lenders One Summit last, the Winter Summit, in Fort Lauderdale last week. Well, actually, it was in Miami. We flew in and out of Fort Lauderdale, so it's real close there. But it was, it was in Aventura. It was just a really good conference. I think probably one of the best conferences we had. And there were so many of you that came up to me and said, we love your podcast. We're listening to it. And every time we do this, you know, we turn on the recorder. Well, it's not a recorder. We're actually broadcasting live. It just has to have a recorder running in the background. And then we download it and clean it up any gaffs that we gaffs that we make, you know, and we then clean it up and repost it so you can listen to it anytime, anywhere. But if there are those of you that are listening live, welcome. And for those that are listening on a downloaded basis, you're gonna hear this podcast in a two part series. While we do it live and all the way through, we go for an hour. You can listen to it broken into two pieces when you listen to it on a downloaded basis. However you're listening to, we're thrilled to have you here and being with us. Amy Moses sent over a couple items. Amy, she's one of our frequent listeners. Appreciate her for her supporting us. And we support MERS Corp Holdings and Intercontinental Exchange. They got the e-note legal guidance from attorneys for attorneys. So webinar, explaining how e-commerce laws create legal validity on a national level for e-note. Panelists will be Sharon Horskamp, General Counsel for MERS, as well as David Whitaker, partner at D.L. Piper, as well as Keith Walsh, Vice President, a General Counselor at the Federal Home Loan Bank in Boston. 
Be sure to register today. For more information, email Amy Moses. And I got this real right, so write it down. Amy.Moses, M-O-S-E-S, at the ice, T-H-E-I-C-E dot com. Wow. We want to say a big thank you to our sponsors, uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, as well as Finastra, whose Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution automatically addresses compliance issues. Boy, a few of those going on out there. Fair lending. Why would you do with fair lending when these kind of markets? Get some perspective from Alice Alvey a little bit later on. Also, a special thank you to Lenders One, who's had their winter conference last week. Very successful. There's over 500 plus people there. Really well attended. Probably the best Lenders One conference I've been at. And then a week earlier, the Mortgage Collaborative had their winter conference. I believe it was in New Orleans. And uh, both these collaboratives give you an advantage of talking up close and personal to lenders and vendors. Encourage you to check out. We're members of both. We're thrilled to have our relationship with both of them. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, CMLA, glad to have them. We've got Michael Jones coming up, and we'll be talking on the program in a few weeks, telling us more about the agenda of CMLA. I love how they're working closely with the MBA. The CMLA's focus is on small to mid-size. Also, we've got Indicom. More information coming up on them. They're a new sponsor. Thrilled to have them here. Alice Alvey, your old, your old company is... Finally, we've got them. Drug them over the sponsorship line. Great to have them here, as well as Incelerate. What Josh is doing at Incelerate, you've got to check that out in our website. Check out Incelerate. Really exciting. It helps the lenders close more loans, radically changing how lenders communicate and engage with borrowers. It's pretty cool stuff. Check them out on our website. Look at our lending podcast under sponsors. Also, Ainsworth Advisors, how you can improve efficiencies through leadership. And so we've got a group of advisors are here to help you. Check out AinsworthAdvisors.com. AI Assist, I'm working with them on a marketing program right now. It just reminded me again how absolutely amazing AI Assist can help getting the word out. And it is artificial intelligence at its best in marketing. Now, Celebrity Home Loans, I just talked to uh, Dave Robnett, who is the primary shareholder there, but also check out Pete Gabrion's interview from November 18th of this last year. He was on, did a great job talking about mergers and acquisitions. Their volume is growing, and we're thrilled to be in partnership with them as an advertiser as well as a client. Knowledge Coop, Mobility RE, and Modex, great companies uh, that you want to check out. Velma, again, Virtual Electronic Marketing Assistant, VendorServe, Vidyard. Finally, I want to say a special thank you to Alice, Andy, Alan, and Joe for them being a regular part of the podcast. Racing through this because we've got so much to talk about. Check out all of our sponsors and advertisers on our sponsor page, please. I encourage you to check them out and support them and make this podcast possible. Let's get over to Rob Van Raphorst with this week's MBA Mortgage Minute. Hi, I'm Rob Van Rapport. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last Friday, MBA and nearly three dozen industry trade groups sent a letter to House and Senate leadership urging Congress not to use Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guarantee fees as a source of funding offsets in the 2021 budget. In 2011, Congress authorized a 10 basis point increase in the G fees over a 10-year span to fund a tax relief program. Since then, MBA and other trade groups have beaten back several attempts by Congress to authorize further G fee offsets. Also last week, the CFPB announced several steps to offer clear guidance to lenders and servicers to help prevent consumer harm. They include, one, implementing an advisory opinion program to assist companies in better understanding their legal and regulatory obligations. 
Two, amending its own responsible business conduct bulletin. And three, engaging with Congress to advance proposed legislation that would authorize the Bureau to award whistleblowers who report violations of federal consumer financial law. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Good job, Rob. Appreciate the partnership with the MBA. Getting a lot of feedback on the podcast we did on the CMBA. A lot of people give you a bad time about not signing up to become a CMBA sooner. But anyway, excited about that. Signed up to the program. And Andy Shell is my sponsor. So feeling like, feeling a little confidence knowing we got the profit doctor and Dr. Andy Shell guiding me through the process. Check out all the information at the MBA website. While you're there, check out and be signed up for the Mortgage Action Alliance. It's a way to have your voice heard. And as I say each week, you do not have to be a member of the MBA, even though you should be. You do not have to be a member to have your voice heard through the Mortgage Action Alliance app. So download the application and go from there. Oh, man, Les Parker's got a real-timely update. By the way, you can download Les Parker's newsletter at TM Spotlight. Download all his comments. It's a daily newsletter. I think it's excellent. So, without further ado, listen to what Les has for us this week. Blue, you've blown it all sky high. Our sneeze sets germs to fly. We thought could have touched the sky. You've blown it all sky high. TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. As coronavirus spreads, quarantines increase, and business slows, bond prices soar on flight to quality. So, will coronavirus bring economic recession, a temporary dip, or a new, lower economic normal? Bond prices see a recession and a new normal. Coronavirus disrupts GDP hopes around the globe. It's blown it all sky high. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. Good job. like that song, too. Good music, good theme, good background for uh, this sublimable messaging with that song. Good job, Les Parker and Gary Canterbone, who collaborate to get that done. So appreciate their update. Yeah, I think, you know, if you'd have done it this morning, you'd be talking about oil in there, too. What's going on with Saudi Arabia and Russia? Interesting stuff. Joe Farr is here to help us sort it all out. Good to have you here, Joe Farr, my friend. Hi, Dave. I don't know if I can sort any any of this out. This is kind of crazy. Crazy. Looking at the 10-year now, as we talked, 0.521. It's been very close to getting under. Let me see this drop down again. MBS prices are up today. Yeah, saw that. About 25 basis points, but they're about 60 basis points off their earlier highs. So if you hadn't gotten an unfavorable price change for the day, you might. The 10-year, as you mentioned, is about 52 basis points. That's about 25 basis points lower than at the end of the day on Friday. So it's been a, a big rally in the bond prices. And again, it's over concern with the coronavirus, obviously. Yeah, less touched on it, global demand's driving people to invest in things that are safe, and that includes 10-year treasury probably yeah. at the foremost, and to a lesser extent, U.S. government guaranteed mortgage-backed securities. But uh, just to demonstrate, the yield on the 10-year treasury is falling about 50 basis points just since, and that's yield, not price, so it's just since the end of February. Yeah, so the U.S. government guaranteed mortgage-backed securities are a safe haven, but to the mm-hmm. extent, but not near to the extent of the U.S. Treasury. Part of that, the main reason is that the, the borrower has the ability to prepay the, the loan in it on right. security, and that adds that extra risk. The certainty of the 10-year 
duration is preferred. I noticed the CME group this morning showed investors expect, uh, you know, we just had a, a big rate cut in the Fed funds. The investors expect another one at the Fed meeting on March 18th. The target rate is not expected to drop below 50 basis points. It, it is currently, you know, between 100 and 125 basis points. So that's a 75 basis, another 75 basis point drop in uh, the Fed funds rate. So, you know, last week, I'll reiterate, fear and uncertainty ruled the markets. You know, fear of the virus will slow economic activity, which we're starting to see is they just canceled mm-hmm. the South by Southwest conference here in Austin. Yeah. First, and the uncertainty as to how long and by how much it will slow the economy. So lots of questions out there that investors are running away from, and, and we're seeing it by shifting into safe assets. The economic data that's come out recently has been irrelevant. You know, if it had mattered, stocks likely would have had a good week last week. Jobs day was right. And the ISM services index showed a strong services sector. So, But that's older data, like what we'll get into this coming week. The consumer sentiment for March, first look at March consumer sentiment is going to come out on Friday and That'll be an interesting look at how much the uh, coronavirus is actually affecting the uh, U.S. consumers. In addition, during the week, we're going to see the ECB meet and uh, see if they do anything to help combat the virus. Their meeting is scheduled for Thursday of of this coming week. But like uh, we mentioned earlier on, premium resistance is kicking in on MBS prices. The Fannie Mae 30-year 2.5% coupon is sort of the, the current coupon right now is a 2.5% MDS. It's trading a little over 103, and, and you step up a half a point in coupon on the MDS, and you only get a 3.8% price improvement. So it's really indicating that there is concern for the price and premiums. And you know, when you combine this with the capacity issues that are throughout the industry, it's really hard to imagine the consumer is going to see much better interest rates than what they're seeing right now. Especially when you look at the markets and you look at like what Jay Farmer was on of Quicken was on a number of the programs over the weekend, and which has resulted in me getting a lot of requests by Fox to come on in. I'm looking at their website right now, but Jay made some comments as well. We may not reduce rates. We got to control volume and it's capacity issues. And he talked sure. about it, and 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 the the person interviewing had no clue. You could just tell how clues they yeah. were on, on on the topic, and it's it's just. Very interesting. So I can't wait to get the profit doctor assessment on all this as well as we get into it. But, you know, Joe, these are certainly uncharted waters that we have. I'm looking at the MBS quote line website on some of the market updates that's coming up. Anything that's significant with ECB announcement, jobless claims, PP&I, the purchaser's price index, the core PPI, any, any of these, anything that could have, or is it all no, at this point, virus, I, virus, I, virus, or yeah, oil? But like I said, the ECB, I think, could... Could actually could impact things, uh, determining uh, based on how much they think they need to help support the economies. And then the consumer is the biggest part of the U.S. economy. And yeah. if the consumer shows that they're shutting down, we may see a you know an even bigger drop. But again, I just don't see with premium re- resistance the way it is, with the pipelines the way they are, with the capacity at max, it's just hard to imagine, just like what you said Jay Farner said, it's hard to add much more to your pipeline, and so why push to reduce rates? Yeah. Can't wait to get Andy on a little bit later in his segment. We're talking about some of this uh, because so we talk about the need for stress testing this. We'll talk more about that a little bit later, but thanks so much, Joe. Sure. Anything else that you got for us? That's it. 
Oh, good. By the way, I was with Barry Habib in at the Lenders One. He's such a good friend, and we had a good time together visiting about some of the markets. And I'm looking at his website, and he says, "Alert to lock now, lock, lock, lock." Anyway, <laughs> yeah. lots of information out there. So check out MBS Quote Line. Check out MBS Highway. Love my friend Barry and all the information that's on here. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks for staying involved in the podcast all the way to the end and being a part of the Hot Topic segment and interviewing our guest, Chris McAdee. We were excited. Let's get over to Alice Alvey. Alice, so good to have you on live. Everyone thought we were live last week, but we actually pre-recorded it. So now you're officially on live. You're back. So glad to have you. Yes, it's great to be back. Thank you. So a couple of quick things, because everybody's trying to close loans. So I, I think somebody was talking <laughs> about ramping up the speed when you listen to this, because i got to hurry up and take apps and close I gotta loans, go right? <laughs> yes. It is crazy out there. So a couple of quick things about the CFPB. You heard Rob Van Rapport talk a little bit yep. about the three initiatives that they came out with. And I wanted to just elaborate a little bit so that folks have some context when the, with this. I think the main thing to know about this whistleblower protection is it's an an actual change to the Dodd-Frank Act. So it has to be a bill that will run through Congress, and they've submitted a draft already. And when I took a look at the draft, if you are a whistleblower and the monetary value that the CFPB gains, so if the monetary penalty to the lender or lenders is at least a million dollars, which doesn't take much to hit in the world of, you know, regulatory impact, you could earn as much as $50,000 as the what? whistleblower. And the amount that they would pay the whistleblower would be anywhere from 10 to 30%. So if you had a multi-million dollar area that you wanted to be the whistleblower on, on a particular lender, that they have capped that the whistleblower would earn a maximum of $10 million. So, I mean, it is, it's, huge money that is sitting out there in this uh, proposed uh, piece of legislation. So just wanted folks to be a little bit aware of that. Then there's this uh, advisory opinion piece that they're pulling together, which I do think lenders will need to make sure when these actual procedures are published, we'll talk about them on the show here so you get a chance to see how this will work. But it is an actual process of you would submit a request for an advisory opinion from the CFPB, potentially through their website, then they would pull together a response and the response would be public and published in the Federal Register so that it isn't just a single lender opinion, although lenders could still submit their own individual opinions. So we're hoping lenders get on the bandwagon and say, all right, I would like this. I'm I'm willing to have that my effort with CFPB will be a public opinion that everyone will benefit from. So we'll be watching these closely as we learn more about them And then last but not least, last Tuesday they did hear arguments for, some headlines refer to it as the legitimacy of the CFPB. It really is just, you know, can the president get rid of the director of the CFPB other than for cause? And so they heard the arguments. We have four conservative justices and uh, three liberal justices right now. Did I have my math right? Mm -hmm. For who's actually on the court, which means if they all vote in their direction, we can expect that there may be some change to the law that would allow for the president to change the head of the CFPB. So it's not a big dramatic impact to all of us because, you know, right now there's other things going on and 
Uh, the president oh, himself yeah. was manager for a while, and we're not sure that there would be a change. We've got an election coming up anyway. So we'll yeah. let you know in June what they actually decide, but don't expect that that's a big impact, and it's not going to do away with the CFPB or Dodd-Frank. That's the most important part. A lot of people think, is this going away? No, 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 no. Not at all. But what is really interesting, this whistleblower thing could awaken the enemy from within. I am aware of a company where an employee turned in, an ex-employee turned in uh, someone, and it is causing for some tremendous struggles and tribulation within them. And if they now start incentivizing this, oh my gosh, that is, I just, I don't see anything good coming out of that, Alice. For us lenders, we got enough things, we got enough for us on the outside. What are we going to do if we start having incentivizing whistleblowers within? So anyway, very concerning. Don't like that. Anyway, so yes, good to have you back, Alice Alvey. Great. CMB Vice President of Education and Training at Union Home Mortgage, our very own Alice Alvey. So good to have you back. Thank you for the legislative update. Alan Pollock, are you here, my friend? There you are. I see you dialed in. We missed you in the early call. <laughs> we were all dialed in early, but I'm glad you're here now. What you got, yeah, friend? Yeah, excited to be here. Oh, so much going on, right? I've I've curtailed my. They canceled the tech uh, conference. That was the that was the big news. The NBA canceled the tech oh, conference. They did wow. and and you know what? The not only have they canceled it, but I was actually going to head off. That's a part of my segment today. Uh, I'll give you my title: uh, No more cramped conference rooms, bad food, or cheesy product announcements, and sleeping in a strange bed. NBA now canceled <laughs> the technology conference along with Google, Okta, Adobe, and many others. So just because of the, the increasing fear that everyone is led with right now, there's been a wave of conferences being reconfigured. Yep. Yeah, interesting, South right? South by Southwest being one of them. So just really interesting. That's interesting. And yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll avoid my commentary on that. We're trying to give news about mortgage industry. Don't need to talk about That's that. Right. So, That's right. So let's talk about technology. Will, what you got? Uh, all kinds of good stuff. I will tell you that this past weekend was International uh, Women's Day. And did you know, which I had no idea, it started in 1909 after horrific working conditions. It's now in 25 countries. Women hold about 10% of top executive positions in U.S. companies, along with women making just up to 5% of chief executives of the S&P 1500 companies. So women have definitely, they're not there yet, but they've made their way. And just 56% of startups have at least one woman as an executive position and 40% of at least one woman on the board of directors. So I think when you talk about equality of women and acceptance and people making the same salary, right, we can't, it's hard to say, right, if, if we've met our need there. But ultimately, we probably never will, but ultimately to know that there's so many women who are sharing the spotlight, as well as women in technology and, and in mortgage technology, even more specifically. So always great stuff. Our MBA and, and many of our other uh, smaller organizations in our industry do some great stuff for women. So you want to uh, you want to definitely pay attention to that. And congrats to all the wonderful women out there. Yeah. Well, so in a, that, we've got Alice on here. She has been here since the beginning. Absolutely. So we, we too are. And I was at the Lenders One conference and we had a great Empower session. Another one, Christine Beckwith talked about it. And for those of you that have not read her book, Boundaries for Business Women, you've got to get it. I want to big a big plug on that. I have a number of my clients ordering that now for all their female employees. Christine Beckwith and Jessica Peterson's book, about it for women and you being a dad of a number of daughters as well as i am and our wives are always that's right to make sure they're protected and safe so there you go so far none of them are interested <laughs> in tech but we're working on it 
<laughs> yeah, we're working on it. But right. uh, so some great other feed things in the news, a couple to mention. Uh, this one is very interesting. Ellie Mae and Optimal Blue enhanced their secondary marketing integrations. Why this is so important is that, and, and we all know Ellie Mae and, and how they have some of their own solutions, but the reality is you don't always use everybody's solutions. Even though we're trying to consolidate vendors and we're trying to make things more efficient, and right. you know we've said in the industry many times, one throat to choke. But ultimately, this is a really big deal. There's so many people that use Optimal Blue, and there is just so much better integration and support needed. So the fact that Optimal Blue, their analytics and their hedging and their loan trading is now much better, more integrated and better part of LMA is such a big deal. So hats off to the folks that were able to get that done. David, there's a company out there. We've talked to them quite a few times. They've been on the podcast, Informative Research. Great company, yeah. great people. It's a family company. Well, they just did a partner with Finicity. And on the theme of less vendors and, and better service from the vendors you have, the deal with Finicity brings all three of Finicity's digital verification products into mm. one solution. So now you, with Informative Research and all the data and the analytics and everything they already have, now you're going to get verification of assets, income, and employment. So fantastic, fantastic idea for those two to integrate. And uh, hats off to all of you guys, and uh, we love you at Informative Research. Roostify, David. Roostify, if you remember last year, we talked about how TD Bank engaged them for their digital point of sale. Well, they just made a new announcement. They've now added home equity solutions. So there's a bunch of quotes in the article. You can go check it out. TD Bank basically has just said, hey, we've done fantastic with Roostify. We are extremely happy with the progress and how Roostify fits our need, and now we've expanded the HELOCs. Now, with the way the market is today, I don't know how much need there is for HELOCs just temporarily, right? But if you remember, it was 2019 is going to be the year of the HELOC. Then it was 2020 is going to be the year of the HELOC. Maybe it's going to be 2021 the way we're going. But anyways, hats off to Roostify. Great job there. It just shows that with hard work and, and focus, you can, you can deliver some great experiences. We have fantastic vendors in our industry. They're a good friend, David out there to the industry is Silk Title Company. I don't know if we've talked to them, but they've been around for about 19 years now or 18 years. And actually in the Chrism Report, Rob said in just a couple more years, it'll be legal to drink. But they had explosive <laughs> growth last year. They had a 582% increase in revenue over 2018. They only added 13 employees. The reason it's coming out now is their audited financials probably are just showing those final details now. But hats off to uh, Silk Title. Housing Wire, as a new topic, Housing Wire Tech 100 Awards went out last week. Everybody has probably seen those fantastic companies on there. Also, real estate tech is on there. So mm. if you have not gone through Housing Wire to look at these fantastic companies, please do. And look for companies you've also never heard of, because I did that. And there are some companies that I didn't even realize have solutions. So check it out. There's just great yeah. stuff in there. And with each, with each company name, there's a reason why they won that award. There's information, analytics, and statistics of what they do for you as a member of our community. So check that out. And then, you know, David, I just wanted to leave with this. We are in a, in a, in a world right now where volume is explosive. I even heard that some lenders are trying to throttle the amount of volume that's coming in. Yep. I don't know if it's true they or have not. To. But, yeah, but, but ultimately, this is when tech gets tested, right? All that preparation. Do our processes work or fail? And here's what we need to do, regardless of technology working or failing, we must communicate. We must. So there is, it, it's so funny, I was going to spend more time on it, 
borrower expectations and loan officer expectations. Mm -hmm. If we manage everybody's expectations better with alerting that hopefully we did implement something prior, we will have a much better outcome even if we are stressed internally. And Facebook just put out a really good survey about messaging and business and messaging. They had two points that I'm just going to say real quick. The first one is respond quickly and set customer expectations on response times, right? How important is that? And then second is make it short and sweet, right? Make it real yep. time, make it the right stuff, but make it short and sweet. So with that, good luck Speaking this week. I hope everybody's technology works and uh, can't wait to hear the rest of the segment. We had Sean Buckner on back in uh, March 5th. 2018. He's the founder, uh, CEO of Informative Research, and uh, he had both he and Mike Kuntz on when Michael was the uh, president of Leonard right. So yeah. go check out that podcast. That was a while back. But anyway, great stuff, good company. Love those guys, and appreciate you being here with us. I was a little surprised you weren't talking about the uh, we couldn't lock loans through Optimal Blue last week, uh, the delays because of technology, but we're going to have to wait on that because we got to get to our guest. But I want to get to Eddie Shell, the profit doctor, and yeah. there's a lot. There's just so much going on in technology. But I thought you might have hit on that one. That was a big one. But talk about that next week. we got to move on. Sounds Appreciate good. you, Alan. Andy Shell, the Profit Doctor. Dr. Andy Shell, the Profit Doctor, I should say. And I'm proud to say my sponsor of the CMB program. How are you doing, friend? Hey, Dave. I'm doing awesome. Doing awesome. Crazy day today, huh? Oh. I'm thinking about all the margin calls and how many times have you and I stressed it's so important that people start doing stress testing. Oh, that'll never happen. That'll never, it's happening. <laughs> so, Well, there's three things I want to talk about today, so I'll start with the margin call issue. So yep. margin calls in and of themselves are not a bad thing. I know it sounds really bad, and if you don't have the cash around, it can be a bad thing, but the margin call simply means that your short position has lost money. And that happens when rates go down. Anytime rates go down, the hedge position loses money. But at the same time, remember, the loans in process value go up. So the loan sell gain goes up, the hedge goes down. The margin call is simply a collateral realignment where the investment bank says, hey, your position's out of money, we need more collateral. If rates were to shoot back up, then the short position would gain value and you could get your money back. So it's simply a collateral management. It's a temporary situation. Also, as your loans close and it looks like rates aren't dropping, so that's a good thing. That means you're going to be able to hold your embedded gain on sale in all of the locks. So even if there is a short position loss, it's offset by a larger loan sale gain. So it's just a timing issue. You'll get your money back. The, the, the real challenge happens when it's a lower volume time and customers want a, what we call a free float down where we actually give them a lower rate. That's a whole strategy in and of itself that we can talk about some other time. But it looks like rates are holding, so that's a good thing. Yeah. And this margin call is simply temporary. And even just a few moments ago, you said it about Barry Habib and MBS quote line yeah. is, is mentioning about a possible rate reset, rates going up, unfavorable mm -hmm. rate change. To have, to have an unfavorable, unfavorable rate change, that means that rates are going back up. To have a margin call, that means rates are going back down. So you don't typically see both of those things at the yeah. same time. But <laughs> this is right. simply, you know, vo volatility from uncertainty creates unpredictable changes. And having two things that happen oppositely happening at the same time is just a reflection of that uncertainty and volatility. So 
actually, if you did get a margin call, I would go back and look at current MBS prices and see right. at what MBS price the call was established and maybe reset the margin call to, to price right this very moment, and it may eliminate the need for the call. But just check. Make sure you got it right. If they don't know how to do that, call you. Call Andy Show. Yeah, yeah, give me a call. We can we can figure it out. Hey, about me and teaching though, the mortgage accounting webinar starts this Wednesday. Oh We've yeah, got wonderful. Five sessions. Yeah, it's starting again. Five sessions, and we're going to cover everything about mortgage accounting from funding sources, warehouse line lenders, warehouse line lender relationships, all the way through interest rate lock commitment, fair value calculations, cash flow. Uh, how to know if the security price changes are appropriately reflected in the financial statements. So this first week, this Wednesday, you can go to mba.org education, live webinars, and sign up. For MBA members, it is the whopping fee of $1, and they give you a $1 credit after you sign up. They couldn't offer it for free because the system didn't handle it. So you pay a dollar, you get a dollar credit. So you could basically it's free to members. It's one way that the MBA gives back to its members yeah, is by now yeah. providing free access to this important topic, mortgage accounting. It's so important, especially in times like this, Andy Shell. Dr. Andy Shell. Well, Dave, thank you very much. And I'm very excited to be your CMB sponsor and excited to work with you to get through all of the content, which you probably already know in the back of your mind anyway, but we'll get through the, the exam. So if I've got just another, I don't know what time I yeah. started. I don't know how much more time I have. That's right. Dang it. We've got Chris coming on here in just a minute, and we're going to go with him as long as it takes. Oh, Christy Moss just tested me. I'm listening now, Dave. I'm listening. She wants to listen. Oh, thank you, Christy. Got one more thing. Shoot out. Annie, go ahead. Well, this is a little bit further reflection of what Alan just said, and that's about in times like this where we've got high volatility, one of the things that helps us address uncertainty is flexibility organizational dynamics is what I call it, and it's part of the stuff that I teach. Organizational dynamics means flexibility in your workflow, and that means the ability to adjust, adapt, respond, and retool on the fly. So because we're in mortgage lending, we have volume goes up, volume goes down, we have staffing goes up, staffing goes down. That's just kind of normal. That happens when we have a refi away and other things. What's new now, though, is now we have staffing at home or staffing in the office, mm-hmm. a completely new dynamic. And for some companies that have web-based LOSs with digital docs, you could probably actually pull it off. And, it, and you might have to deal with some yep. IT things like making uh, static IP addresses and some other stuff. But it's possible to deal with that. But have you planned for it? Have you done your pandemic strategy? Now, this is new for mortgage lending. Commercial banks have been planning for pandemics forever. My entire career, just about, you. this is something that you think about. Mortgage companies, not so much. But it starts with just having a structure. I know Alice talks about this. Um, having a standardized process with your workflow. So when you, when you create the workflow, you have to define the most efficient workflow, and then you yep. communicate what's designed, and then you enforce it. That's the place where most mortgage companies fail. They don't enforce workflow design. They basically let the originator do whatever they want to do, which which means then that the processor has to deal with the file however the originator submits it. That will never create standardization, never create workflow efficiency, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So says the profit doctor. You have to do it differently than that. And I'm hearing Alice go, yes. So what you have to do is you, 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 what you have to do is you have to create this this 
cross-functionality, you have to have the ability for one processor to support another originator. You have to be able to have this cross-pollinization. And that then means that even if everybody's at home, everybody can still support each other and support others to deal with volume spikes. So basically, we have to identify the 1003 and make it so we all are consistent. Let me end with a statement. Successful companies standardize workflow to create organizational flexibility. Embracing organizational dynamics, understanding the parts, creates flexibility. That's what the successful companies do. That's what you got to do to be successful. So there you go, Dave. That's the Profit Doctor. Good job, Profit Doctor. Appreciate it so much. For those that are listening live, you are going to just continue right on, and we're going to get into the hot topic. For those of you who are listening on a downloaded basis, just go on to the next episode because it'll be our hot topic. Again, we break these into two segments on a downloaded basis when we're doing them live. We just do them all together. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Mortgage Bankers Association of America, Finastra, Lenders One, Mortgage Collaborative, the CMLA, Indicom, as well as Incelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, AI Assist, Celebrity Home Loans, Knowledge Coop, Mobility RE, Modex, Velma, VendorSurf, and Vidyard. Have a great week, everyone. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.